That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Friday, June 10, 2022. It's about 2.45 in the afternoon here on the East Coast of the United States. Those of you who know me know that I go to bed early and get up early. Last night, I stayed up what for me was late, 9.30 or so, uh, to watch the uh, bulk of the testimony uh, before the January 6th hearing. Let me say at the outset, uh, a lot of investigators have worked very hard to produce this, to gather this evidence, and then lawyers tell the committee how to present it in a lawyer-like fashion. I get that. And what we heard last night was pretty much an opening argument, very damning to the president and one of the witnesses. We're, we're going to play for you some of what we all heard last night. Here's the problem with what we heard last night. It's all the prosecutor. There's no defense lawyer there. There's no one to challenge anybody. For example, I'm getting emails from people that are fans of judging freedom uh, saying one of the texts that uh, Congresswoman Liz Cheney read last night. She stopped reading it halfway through, and the stuff she didn't read contradicted or watered down what she did read. Conversations about Ashley Babbitt did not reveal how she was murdered, shot in the neck uh, by uh, a cop, an, an unarmed woman. I, I get that. That's the problem when you have just one party on a committee. Normally, there would have been 10 Democrats and eight Republicans. And the Republicans would have had their own staff, their own lawyers, and their own investigators. And they would have given questions to Republican members of the committee to cross-examine either the Democratic members of the committee or the witnesses that the Democrats chose. That didn't happen last night. All right. With that as a background, we'll, we're going to run three clips for you, actually four. The first one is of Attorney General Barr. Now, he's not at the committee uh, hearing last night. He was deposed ahead of time. What's a deposition? It's an examination under oath. So the former attorney general himself swore to tell the truth, sat down in a room with the committee lawyers and his own lawyers, and they interrogated him about what he saw. They're asking him about what he concluded of, of the election after all the investigation that the FBI did looking for fraud. And of course, we all know his answer, that there was no fraud or at least there wasn't enough fraud to have changed the outcome of the election. There's always a glitch here or there. And that he told this to the president. He uses some very strong language. Here he is. I had three discussions with the president that I can recall. One was on November 23rd, one was on December 1st, and one was on December 14th. And I've been through sort of the give and take of those discussions. And in that context, I made it clear I did not agree with the idea of saying the election was stolen and putting out this stuff, which I told the president was bullshit. Now, when he says he didn't agree, he means that FBI agents were not able to 
produce any evidence. I know, I know what a lot of you are thinking. The FBI is corrupt. The FBI hated Trump. Yes, the FBI can be corrupt, parts of it. Yes, there are FBI uh, agents and, and senior management in the FBI that hated and continue probably to hate uh, President Trump. But for the attorney general to say under oath, this is the result of the investigation, and I believe it is very credible. On the other hand, nobody was there to challenge him. So he told the president's daughter what he just told the committee. Here's what the president's daughter had to say. Not only his daughter, his self-professed favorite child. I hope if you have two or more children, you don't publicly say which one you favor, but that's the way Donald Trump is. And his senior advisor, Ivanka Trump. Here's what she said Bill Barr told her. How did that affect your perspective about the election when Attorney General Barr made that statement? It affected my perspective. Um, I respect Attorney General Barr. Um, so I accepted what he said, was saying. And, of course, she told that to her father, who didn't want to hear it. Her father this morning, I wouldn't say condemned or blasted his daughter, but he basically said, ah, she had checked out meaning she had left the White House. She wasn't interested in helping me out long before January 6th. Don't believe what she has to say. What do you expect Donald Trump uh, to say? I'm not, I'm not needling uh, the president. I'm just suggesting that uh, a father should probably speak to his daughter in private. Two witnesses testified last night. One, a documentary a filmmaker who really saw some horrific stuff. We'll save that. There's too much in there. Uh, the other was a uh, female police officer who got pretty well uh, roughed up uh, and who had in her arms Brian Sicknick. Brian Sicknick is the now deceased uh, Capitol Hill uh, cop who died of a heart attack two weeks later. Uh, she saw him as uh, he was starting to go down. Here she is. I turned and it was Officer Sicknick with his head in his hands and he was ghostly pale, which... I, I figured at that point that he had been sprayed, and I was concerned. My, uh, you know, cop, cop alarm bells went off because if you get sprayed with pepper spray, you're going to turn red. He turned um, just about as pale as this sheet of paper, and so I looked back to see what had hit him, what had happened, and that's when I got sprayed in the eyes as well. I'm trained to detain, you know, a couple of subjects and, and handle, you know, handle a crowd, but I'm, I'm not combat trained. And that day, it was just hours of hand-to-hand -hand combat, hours of dealing with things that were way beyond any, any a law enforcement officer has ever trained for. Again, very scary uh, what happened. This uh, reinforces the narrative of the committee that these were ruffians and thugs who were prepared to use violence to interfere with the government, and they did do so. But again, there's nobody there to cross-examine her. Uh, again, we will have more of this for you. It's Friday afternoon, at least in the East Coast of the United States. It's a beautiful, sunny, uh, low-humidity Nice breeze day. I hope everybody has a nice weekend, but we'll be back on this on Monday. I believe that on Monday morning, this resumes, and I believe one of my 
former colleagues from Fox News, a person I, I love dearly and whose personhood and whose thoughts and whose work I admire very much, Chris Steyerwalt, will testify about the role of the media in January 6th. I'm not going to tell you what I think he's going to say, but I will tell you it's certainly going to induce a response from my former colleagues, at, my, my former colleagues at Fox. Judge Napolitano for Judging Freedom. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, Movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.